And we do have some CPAC updates and general insanity coming up for you today. But first, I mean, we have to hand it to Mr. Beast because nobody can magoo himself into more hilarious scenarios that actually serve to expose the shortcomings of our society quite like him. All while he's attempting, and in many cases succeeding, to appear as a messiah-like figure for a younger generation. I mean, the adoration of this dude has already been nearing the blind fanaticism of someone like Elon Musk uh, and his stands, who they've been doing in years prior. And it really feels similar in the sense that people constantly shower him with praise and affection because they might one day be on the receiving end of his financial benevolence. I mean, at least with Mr. Beast, there is a chance there. Like, mm -hmm. Elon Musk is definitely not going to give you money. He'll at least give you uh, a reply, and that'll get you followers, just like with the Mr. Yeah. Beast thing. So I'd say Mr. Beast still uh, still better than Elon. Yeah, still, yeah. But uh, still exposing, exposing things about a society that even he is unaware of just through existing. Hey, can my followers himself. build a child-sized submarine to save these kids in Thailand? No, Mr. Beast, no! <laughs> Please, Mr. Beast. So yeah, Mr. Beast threw any subtlety to the curb with a recent video where he assumed the role of Jesus Christ by curing the blind by paying for a procedure that is readily available and affordable in any developed nation, except for the United States. Mm -hmm. In fact, as we mentioned offhandedly in a recent video of our own, there was a massive program launched by those communists down in Cuba <laughs> and those communists down in Venezuela in the early 2000s called Operacion Milagro, or Operation Miracle, which has provided free treatment for blindness to millions upon millions of people. So, um, sorry, it's... Fidel Castro, Mr. Beast, Elon Musk. There is a hierarchy here. Hugo Chavez, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so yeah, Mr. Beast's video, if nothing else, should have provided a wake-up call to anyone living here in the greatest country on earth, where your ability to see with your eyes can only be remedied by being lucky enough to appear in someone else's content. Pretty bleak. Again, great that he did it, but there's, you know, there's a deeper conversation to be had here. Yeah, his videos constantly follow a trend of uh, you know, uplifting news stories that are actually quite dystopian. Like when a bunch of grade school kids do a bake sale to raise money for their janitor who can't afford a car. Or, Heartwarming. Or when coworkers pull together their sick days so that some 20-year employee can take a proper vacation or get cancer treatment. Hey, that's so nice of them. Uh, so, yeah, it's all great and well-intentioned, but it's also a glaring example of how broken our system is. Uh, anyways, all of that is to preface the fact that, sure, intentions are typically great. He's certainly doing more to help those in need than a lot of us are, but it also makes him an incredibly easy target for ridicule, especially when zero thought is put into something that he says or posts. And a great example of that happened over the weekend when Mr. Beast asked his massive loyal fan base to provide a little bit of free labor by going into multiple big box retailers to organize the displays of his Feastables line of organic candy bars with uh, which have names like D's Nuts. Oh, I knew about the Mr. Beast Burger uh, Ghost Kitchen thing. Did not know about the D's Nuts bar. Uh, well, according to the website, the D's Nuts uh, bars are sold out online. You can obviously still oh. apparently get them in stores, but uh, uh, the, I, there's like merch for it too, which just says D's Nuts on it. It has no yeah. indication that it's Mr. Beast or anything. So oh. anyone wearing it would just be like, this person's talking about their testicles. No, but talk the, about that meme from like years ago. <laughs> D's nuts! But the, the slogan for it is cover yourself in D's nuts. Uh, that's the slogan for the merch store there. But uh, uh, I, I, I was led to believe that Mr. Beast hosted PG content. Very wholesome, family this is, friendly. This is not this is that. a hard PG-13. 
Yeah. So, and I did look at, it doesn't appear as though, it, they might, I don't know, I'm not a huge Beast fan, but it doesn't appear as though the Feastables thing has any uh, charitable thing attached to it. Uh, so, that's just extra information that I couldn't find. But okay. here, here's the initial request. I need your help. Next time you see Feastables in Walmart and soon to be new retailers, if you could clean up the presentation and make it look better, that would make me very happy. Sad eyes emoji. I'm building a team to do this routinely. Just need help in the short term. So viewers, you know what happened next, don't you? People dunked all over this online and allegedly dunked all over the displays <laughs> in real life, which is it's funny. We're sorry, but it is. Sorry, funny. Walmart employees. Yeah. Um, Luckily, most of these were literally just repurposing the exact photos that people were posting of them yeah, fixing it. Yeah. They were just swapping the order and saying that they did it. That's funny, yes. Yeah. So, that's, so yeah, Mr. Beast asked his followers to go around town fixing his product displays, and instead people went around destroying them, or at least claiming they did. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I think technically both acts would run afoul of uh, the business since their insurance likely doesn't cover a bunch of minions coming in there and working nor do they appreciate having to clean something up that wouldn't have been destroyed if not for the seemingly basic ask from one of the internet's most popular creators. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, also, it's just funny, like, Mom, I need a ride to Walmart. Like, oh, what are you going to go? I'm not buying anything. Mr. Beast told me that he needs help cleaning up his displays of his D's Nuts candy bars. I need to go do some display fronting. I This was, uh, you know, this was actually my job when I was... Uh, um, uh, 14 years old, getting paid $4.75 an hour at the Winn-Dixie supermarket, was uh, fronting all of the merchandise. So, I mean, you know, at the very least, you could give uh, people $4 an hour, right? The man is powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe if he if he told his followers to jump off a cliff, they might just do it. Well, they would post videos of them on the way down asking for a retweet, though. But he, he went on to request that people shove Hershey's out of the way <laughs> uh, to make sure that his bars were more prominent. And... Look, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt here and assume that he had no idea that there was currently a culture war thing going on related to I mean, to who can keep of track of all the like, I know. candy controversies these yeah. days? And that one was featuring a trans creator on their chocolate bars up in Canada. The timing was certainly unfortunate for such a yeah, request. Yeah, fuck Hershey's. <laughs> so just going to assume that he said Hershey's because they are undoubtedly the biggest brand name for chocolate here in the United States. Which is a shame because it's not good. It's not good. Uh, uh, we can get into why it tastes like that uh, at a different date, but uh, and it's I, I would just assume that he's not specifically targeting trans people during a time where their very existence is threatened. I don't think Mr. Beast would do that. <laughs> Anyways, there were plenty of people posting photos and videos of themselves going down to their local Walmart or multiple Walmarts, just making a whole day of it and fixing his displays in a desperate plea for clout and attention because any reply, any retweet or reaction from the Beast Man could potentially change their lives on social media. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, we'd venture to say that they themselves might have actually messed up the display only so that they could then fix it. Could you imagine how frustrating it would be to drive, let's see, this is America, so drive 20 miles to the nearest you know, Walmart, because nothing's walkable here. Right. Uh, only to find out that uh, the Mr. Beast display is actually in pristine condition. Yeah, well, why did I even come down here? Well, hmm. here's an idea. I can do a little uh, little trick here. Mr. Beast, I found your display covered in what looks like human feces, but don't worry, <laughs> I wiped it all off. Yes. Can't even smell it anymore. Yeah, no, I could definitely see someone going up in it being like, ah, oh, damn it, 
I came all the way here and the display isn't even messed up. All right. And now I'm going to take a picture and now I'll fix it. And now yeah. the beast man will love me. Uh, so yeah, uh, that way they could show no matter what condition it was in when they showed up that they do love Mr. Be beast and these nuts. Yeah. I love um, these nuts. And you know how I can confidently say that this is for clout and pretty much nothing else? Well, nearly every person debasing themselves by providing free labor for a millionaire had the fake Twitter verified badge that they paid Elon Musk for. That one's going to pay off someday, too. You just wait. Well, you, it, you laugh now, but then when Elon gives me a free Cybertruck, <laughs> who's going to be laughing then? It kind I, I will say it kind of did pay off because the people that paid for those automatically got shot up in the replies, so oh, there yeah. is a better chance of the beast seeing them. That's right. Uh, anyways, after hours of people begging Mr. Beast to notice them for their deeds, things did get ugly. Hello, Mr. Beast, at Mr. Beast. I fixed the feastables at Walmart, and I could use money. Please, my credit card is 4117. This is a fake credit card. Yeah, we, we're not going to read that Expir yet. Yeah, you get it. Expiration date 627, security code 007. Like James Bond, lol. Love your video. Thank you. Pray hands emoji. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, again, just people. It, this is a joke. This is not real. Uh, it's obviously a joke tweet and not a real credit card number. You wouldn't post your credit card number if you wanted someone to give you money. It's <laughs> not how it works. Yeah. But we blurred it anyway because we don't want to get flagged. This is the, they're running a scam here. I don't know. Susan would have understood, but this new guy, who knows? <laughs> Still feeling it out. Uh, so replies to this tweet and many others just use the original photos, like we said, that Mr. Beast posted. And, and, and it's so funny because a lot of them that like went you know, viral or whatever, or even some that got responses from Mr. Beast himself were literally the photos that Mr. Beast posted, but switched. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. Uh, so yeah, here's, here's uh, some response. At Mr. Beast, I just ruined what he fixed. I hate you. And uh, don't worry, I fixed it again. And it's people literally just switching yeah. the images back and forth and back and forth, so and so on forever. Uh, then there's there was this work of art showing an absolutely destroyed case of Beast Bars alongside the following message. At Mr. Beast, I will continue destroying your chocolate displays until you pay me $100,000. And their, ta their taunting did continue. I just threw a whole box of your chocolate in the thing that keeps the rotisserie chicken warm. <laughs> they melted all over everything, and I heard the manager say that Walmart isn't going to be carrying Feastables anymore. Jeez, oh, oh no. <laughs> what have I done? Why would you do that to Mr. Beast? Uh, all those Feastables ruined. Uh, the next tweet was simple, and it got right to the point, showing a destroyed display and adding, fourth Mr. Beast Feastables display destroyed today. Eight more Walmarts to go. <laughs> uh, also, if you're mad that employees might have to fix these displays, how are you not mad at Mr. Beast for instructing his fan base to do it for free? Take one step back, just like the healing, the blind stuff, just one step back. There's a bigger picture to all this. It's so funny to be like, how dare you make a mess? And it's like, you feel bad for the workers that are getting paid, you know, not very well, obviously. That's a different conversation. But the workers being paid to, you know, front all the merchandise, but not that Mr. Beast is instructing millions of people to go, you know, infiltrate all the Walmarts yeah. and do the work for free. Anyways, continues. At Mr. Beast, I caught this man after his shoulder brushed a Feastables display and one of your chocolates fell to the ground. He is pleading for mercy, but I do not believe he is truly sorry. How, sh <laughs> how shall I deal with him, sir? And attached to the tweet is an image of a looter in Ukraine who was tied to a utility pole. <laughs> what shall I do with him, sir? Uh, with Mr. Beast replying directly, prove your loyalty to Feastables. Do it. <laughs> yeah. A friend of the show, Jordan Yule, posted, When you don't organize Mr. Beast's chocolate bars above a Mr. Beast video titled, 
I hunted a hundred people. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, another tweet showed masked members of the uh, IRA with the statement, me and the squad about to go ruin the arrangement of the Mr. Beast Feastables on the grocery store end cap. But again, the most pathetic replies came from people who offered up their time to the cause, or at least gloated about how amazing this call to action was. Being able to tweet something like this and have it make an actual impact on shelf space is a key reason why I think creator brands will dominate shelf space this decade. No typical chocolate brand could get consumers to care enough to do this. First of all, not true. If I'm in one of my moods, I will fight someone for one of those Ghirardelli squares. That's some actual delicious chocolate. If they're selling Tony Chocoloni, <laughs> it's hard to find, but if they're selling that, get the hell out of my way. <laughs> uh, but the praising continued. Brilliant! Crowdsourcing the cleanup. An amazing way to take care of the problem within your own influence. Proud of you. Watch out, Hershey's. There's a new and better way of doing things. Okay, we're talking about chocolate bars here. This isn't... It's really not that deep. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's not like, you know, cleaning up the beach after an oil spill. Although, yeah. I, I, you know, I would say that Mr. Beast would probably maybe get people to do that. Yeah, um, okay. Sure. But it would be one of those situations like on The Simpsons where, you know, Lisa goes to help out with you know, saving all the animals, and she just ends up scrubbing rocks for three days straight. But uh, the rocks need love, too. They do. Anyways, if you thought this was just some random spur-of-the-moment request from a guy who hadn't thought it through, wrong. Here's the official website for his chocolate bars, which is now promoting a shelfy cleanup with a chance to win $5,000. I fucking hate it here. Here's, here's the website itself. Did you see Feastables bars on the shelf at your local Walmart? A big old mess. Want to enter a monthly drawing for $5,000? There, there it is. Well, friends, if you clean up the store shelf for the next person and send us before and after photos, you can be entered into a monthly drawing for $5,000. Follow the below steps. One, check if the product is on the shelf. Two, if there is, pull the boxes forward and make sure they match the tags below them. We want the next person to see that Feastable bars are the Feastable's price. No bars on the shelf? Go find an employee and ask them to check to see if there is product in the back room and ask them to bring it out so you can put it on the shelf to match the tags. So that last part is definitely going to lead to some where is my goddamn Szechuan sauce moments yeah, or, you know. Cactus Jack's him. <laughs> yeah, dancing on top of the, uh, you know, the counter, all that kind yeah, of stuff. I, calm down. I demand the Feastables. Is this Mr. Beast chocolate even any good? I'm sure it's fine. You know, pretty much. Chocolate's chocolate, but like. Is it good though? And peanut butter and chocolate is good. I'm sure that it's probably, it tastes probably fine. Okay. The Mr. Beast burgers, I've I've heard, I've never gotten one because they are just ghost kitchens, but apparently they vary uh, wildly in quality because uh, some of the more- it's, it's just a recipe being sent to like- No, it's not, of... it's not even that. It's dependent on where you live and what ghost kitchen they've yeah. partnered with so uh it, here in la the beast burgers come from buca de beppo and they, they are of a higher quality <laughs> yeah uh, in a lot of places the beast burgers come from something like red robin or denny's weird yeah so it, the the qual the even photos of the beast burger are completely inconsistent because they're being sourced from multiple different restaurants depending on where you live well uh he needs to put his his army on the case with that you know the only thing i you go, go and bang on the buca de beppo door and say hey i don't what's this i don't try any of that fake shit i go to a real place pasquale's yeah. pizza oh we're a real a real italian place just like grandma used to make yeah just like nana used to make pizza hut dominoes get out pasquale's a traditional pizzeria and eatery i love it that's right uh anyways <laughs> 
Yes. Now, instead of uh, Cactus Jack sent me there, people are going to be walking into Walmart and go, Yo, Mr. Beast sent me. Where are those damn bars at? So there you go. Anyway, now let's check in on this past weekend's Conservative Political Action Conference, aka CPAC, to see just how deranged things got, considering that a significant part of the Republican Party seems to not even want to acknowledge or attend the event after it's essentially just kind of turned into the Donald Trump convention. There were plenty of outlandish and downright scary statements made during the conference, and we'll get to some of those. But first, let's, let's see the big turnout. Yeah. Obviously, this is a major event for the party in order to drum up excitement for the next presidential election, a place where they can establish their party's goals and how they want to achieve them. Uh, not only that, it was attended by some of the biggest or, I guess, loudest voices in the <laughs> Republican Party. Surely that would bring people out in droves, right? Let's yeah. see them crowds. Come on. Because all of us in this room have one message to Joe Biden. It is time to put America first. <laughs> This decision, and I'm going to say it slow, if it's allowed to stand, would mean that government regulators can use their nearly infinite powers to silence and destroy any organization in pursuit of their own personal political agenda. This is one of the most... Okay, well, you know... Maybe it's early. I, I don't know what time it is. I know that uh, some of the speakers did uh, run over their allotted time on stage. I saw the uh -oh. the Mike Lindell teleprompter. Did you see that one? No. Please get off stage now. Like, and it had like exclamation points because he was just rambling He's well over to his. Cancel uh... Mike Lindell. All right, wow. Well, uh, obviously, you know, maybe they're just at their hotels resting for the bit for the main event. You know, mm -hmm. obviously, people would flood into that conference hall for the headliner. I mean, Donald Trump did make an appearance at CPAC to ramble on about his plans for making America great again once again after, you know, he, of course, wins, not only gets the nomination, but wins the 2024 presidential election. Goals like freedom cities and baby bonuses. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, if you believe his truth posts, he sold the place out. CPAC was packed for my speech. You couldn't get into the building. A special thanks to the area fire department for making it work so well. Great job. I like to imagine he has no idea where he was or where this is, so he just was like, area fire the department. The local fire department. Wonderful job. Um, unfortunately, cameras do exist, and unfortunately for Mr. Trump, it was a pretty pathetic turnout. Oh. When he falls off his bicycle. You know what amazed me? That the reporters didn't catch him when the bike was going down. They're standing right there, but they let him fall out. But what about the speech itself? Well, as we pointed out previously, the dude, you know, he he did save a lot of energy for that speech, but in general, he kind of seems out of gas. You know, aside from the same old tired sound bites that he says at every speech or rally, he did, you know, latch on to some of the more recent culture war issues as he rambled through his time on stage. They want all electric stoves all over the country. But we don't have the electric power for that. And we want electric stoves, but we also want gas stoves. It's April Fools. Why do they want that? They want windmills all over the place that ruin our fields, kill our birds, and are very unreliable, and are the most expensive energy ever developed. We want oil, gasoline, natural gas, because it's cheaper, better, and much more powerful. It's April Fool's Day. 
The disinformation, people say they are great at disinformation. The one we want to run against is Trump. Do you ever hear that? Oh, we want to run against Trump. Even though I'm leading every one of these guys, and even though I won the second election, okay, I won it by a lot. You know, when they say, when they say Biden won, the smart, the smart people know that, didn't they? Cool. Uh, in addition to that, he went on about like freedom cities and baby bonuses, where he claims that he'll take a portion of federally owned land hold a contest to come up with amazing ideas for the cities. City McCity face. Make sure there are flying cars and provide large bonuses for people who have babies. I mean, I'd like you all to guess who and who would and who would not be able to not only live in these theoretical freedom cities and, you know, who would get these bonuses. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of obviously. I mean, they're hypothetical. They don't exist and they probably and, never and will. And they will and, not. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, his whole speech about these, you know, quote unquote, freedom cities uh, is they're going to be, it's basically like he wants to recreate Main Street USA, uh, but with flying cars. Yeah. And uh, who you would assume white people would be getting bonuses for having children. I mean, building a city uh, from scratch is, um, well, they can do it in China pretty easily due to there not being much red tape and whatnot. Uh, here in the US, not so easy. A lot, yeah. of, a lot, of, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. There's a lot, one, of, a lot of steps to it. And also in China, hurricane, they, it will take out any freedom city because there, there's going to be no regulation on any building codes right, or anything like that. Yeah. And also it's like, you know, if you were building a city from scratch, um, you know, starting it like an actual city with like a central hub and dense urbanization would be a lot easier and a lot better than what a freedom city actually will look like, which yeah. will be just fucking uh, sprawl. Just yeah. Just a giant parking lot. Mm hmm. But hey, that's freedom, baby. And, you'll, you know, you'll have your flying car and uh, you get, you know, whatever, like 1500 bucks for every kid you have because that's all you need. Cool. Sounds like communism to me, though. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the whole end of the world fascism thing is happening a lot faster than we could have ever imagined. And it's uh, it's got some fun little twists that we... Yeah. I mean, the pipe dream of it yeah. anyway. It, hopefully it doesn't happen, but uh, seems to be accelerating at an increasingly rapid rate. Uh, so who knows? Well, there'll be a Hooters in the Freedom City is what oh, I want to know. It's going to be the only restaurant. Good. Yeah. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Back here in reality, though, the Republican Party seems dead set on eradicating trans people just from existence. But don't say that we said that. Yeah, you can't say that they said that uh, because they... I feel like you're accusing me of something I didn't say. You're saying that I want to eradicate trans people. Where the who, hell did you get that who idea? Who would have ever got, gathered that from I my said I want to do words. eradicate transness. The, uh, the transgenderism. Trans, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's, can't say it's, it. Can't. It's been a real dumb couple of days. Uh-huh. Uh, the semantics of all this, very interesting. Because, yeah, the person who proposed that idea to cheers from a CPAC audience has demanded that actually uh, he didn't say that at all. Yeah. So Daily Wire host Michael Knowles, while speaking at CPAC on Saturday, said the following. Actually, you know, let's just play the clip so that there's absolutely no confusion about what he said or accusations that we're somehow misquoting him. There can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. It is all or nothing. If transgenderism is true, if men really can become women, then it's true for everybody of all ages. If transgenderism is false, as it is, if men really can't become women, as they cannot, then it's false for everybody too. And if it's false, then we should not indulge it, especially since that indulgence requires taking away the rights and customs of so many people. 
If it is false, then for the good of society, and especially for the good of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole preposterous ideology at every level. It sounds pretty straightforward and... It sounds a bit like a, evil, right? uh, a yeah. call to... <laughs> Call to action, in yeah. a way. It, it, well, in what appears to be some heavy George Santos not being Jewish but Jewish energy, Knowles started to attack outlets who covered his statements for misquoting him re regarding the lives of transgender people. Uh, here's some reporting from Rolling Stone, which is one of the outlets who changed their headline to please him after legal threats were made over semantics. During his speech on Saturday, Knowles told the crowd, for the good of society, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole preposterous ideology at every level. Knowles subsequently claimed that eradicating transgenderism is not a call for eradicating transgender people and demanded retractions from numerous publications, including Rolling Stone. Aaron Reed, a transgender rights activist and writer, tells Rolling Stone that it's an absurd distinction. There is no difference between a ban on transgenderism and an attack on transgender people. She says, they are one and the same. There's no separation between them. Reed says that Knowles and others at the Daily Wire, including anti-trans activist Matt Walsh, are not just talking about keeping transgender people out of public life, they're actively working to make it happen. She noted their support for bills to deprive transgender people of gender-affirming medical care, bans on using public bathrooms, and targeting of live performances by trans individuals. If you try to separate us from all the things that allow people to experience the world, that does amount to banning transgender people's existence, said Reed, a transgender woman. You can't go your whole life without using the bathroom, without telling a joke on stage in front of friends, without your medicine. All of that amounts to a ban on transgender people. No, you don't understand. I just want them erased from public. I want to never see or think about them And, and just the ism part, uh, you know. How about this? Here's a compromise. They're allowed to go out between the hours of 12.30 and 12.45 a.m. every day. They got to wear a big black sheet on them so no one can see them. They do all their pooping and peeing and uh, shopping within those 15 minutes. And then back in the house. Yeah, that's what he said. Also, it's like, it's especially it's like the public life. You're, you're seeing these people on Twitter. No one is seeing like huge amounts of transgender people in real life. It's just st statistically based on the numbers. It's not fucking happening. Yes, it is a uh, it is a culture war uh, item that they are choosing to focus on. Yeah, uh, because it riles up their base. Yeah, it gives them a common enemy to attack and it sucks. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. I hate these people. Uh, the, the article continues. In his speech, Knowles pushed an extremist position on public policy towards transgender individuals. There can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. It can be all or nothing, he said. If transgenderism is true, if men really can become women, then it's true for everybody of all ages. If transgenderism is false, as it is, if men really can't become women, as they cannot, then it's false for everybody too. And if it's false, then we should not indulge it, especially when that indulgence requires taking away the rights and customs of many people. If it is false, then for the good of society, and especially for the good of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion, then transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole preposterous ideology at every level. Dude, you're, no one is taking your rights away. People just want to exist. Let, let them exist. And truth is, the actions of these folks and, and the actions of their party make it clear what they're advocating for, no matter how they decide to blur the lines. 
it's upsetting and legitimately scary because they are literally saying what's going to happen if they do regain full control of the U.S. government once again. It, they're just saying it. Yeah. I mean, Ooh. we dunk on Democrats frequently for their you know, inability to govern or push forward meaningful social benefits that would help all Americans. But the fact of the matter is, the lines are being drawn to where you either vote for a party that at least acknowledges people's right to live or the party that will eradicate anyone that they deem unworthy. And it's probably not going to shock anyone to hear that it'll all be dictated by the Bible and not by any rational thought. What the fuck does the Bible say about transgenders? It doesn't matter. This is... This is Christian Ugh. nationalism, baby. Uh, so yeah, this shit is so, it's very frustrating because it's very obvious to anyone outside of the conservative bubble that it's all just fear-mongering on a perceived enemy and threat. But they all love to jump in and add a bunch of hypotheticals and insane examples as if someone affirming their gender is an actual threat to anyone else's personal lives. It's disgusting, and as Elliot said, Grow up. Grow up. Mind your own fucking business. God damn. Yeah, it's... Also, yeah, just every single time uh, on a different topic, the banning Worry of, about yourself. of drag shows. And without fail, every time a photo pops up of either those representatives in drag or having a blast at uh, a drag show yeah. or hiring drag performers or anything like that. A lot that. of these motherfuckers do doth protest too, too much and uh, not going to put too much stock in what the quartering uh, <laughs> says about his the community of fucking terrible people, but... Uh, he was, he was cooking. Yeah, let he, him cook. He, he was cooking, saying, uh, making some accusations uh, about uh, his fellow online conservatives that uh, might be true, might not be, but yeah, they doth protest they too much. They doth protest too much. The, I, I would not be surprised if they, you know, were trying to ban everything or eradicate everything, so they don't have the temptation. You yeah, know? the temptation is just too strong. So yeah, it's it's fucked and dangerous, and it sucks because that. It, just like I said on one of the last episodes, like the word fascism is, it's kind of, you know, it's become cringe to say, but that's because that's by design. Yeah, well, people overuse it, but and and it is kind of a it's a term that kind of defies easy uh, definition. But there's uh, if you can find it, I, I believe if you Google it, you can find it. There's like some anarchist uh, library website that has it. But the uh, Umberto Echoes Ur Fascist or fascism essay from like mm -hmm. 1950 or something where this guy who grew up in Italy under Mussolini just like explains like a checklist of like, are we in fascism? <laughs> yeah, like, there's how you can tell. Trust me. I was there. There was a tweet that was explaining like these, they won't accept that this is fascism until they see photos of the gas chambers, the modern gas chambers. And even then they would question it. So it's like, you know, you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be literally the Holocaust already to show that it is increasing and that yeah. that's the end goal. It's also, it's like, even if it isn't 100% full Holocaust level fascism, it's still bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's it doesn't need very, to reach that point to be yeah. like, hey, this is bad. We should cut this out. Yeah. It's bad even before that happens. Yeah. Um, so again, grow up, leave people alone. And anyways, uh, that's it for today's episode. We'll be back with some tech news. In the meantime, we do have two new episodes up for you over here. Please check those out. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a like. Leave a comment. And uh, we'll see you soon. And if you see any of those chocolates just scattered all around, you should be sure to tighten those up. Yeah, make sure. And send a picture to Mr. Mr. Beast. Beast. Yeah, there you go. All right, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.